USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says congressional Democrats want to burn cash on a thousand unrelated things instead of getting money to the hands of the American people. It's now been more than a week since Senate Republicans released a serious proposal for another major rescue package, a trillion dollars for kids, jobs, and health care. The Kentucky Republican speaking there on the Senate floor. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany adding during the White House press briefing. Democrats, as I noted on Friday, were offered the Martha McSally bill, which would have been extending unemployment insurance for at least seven days while these negotiations continue. That was rejected by Chuck Schumer. Tropical storm Isai is continuing along the east coast. It's about 60 miles southwest of Philadelphia, and it's still packing 70-mile-an-hour winds. You're listening to USA Radio News. Right now, we're all experiencing something that we've never been through before, and one of the big changes is wearing a face cover. Many studies show that face covers work to slow the spread, but the kind you use really matters because not all offer the same protection. Boomer Naturals offers a highly rated consumer face cover with three layers of comfortable, breathable cotton polyester blend cloth in sizes for adults and children. These are in stock now and ship to you fast. These multi-use covers are also very affordable at about 30 cents a day. One reason why these are so highly protective is each layer is enhanced with nano silver technology that can aid in filtration, block droplets and tiny particles, and that middle layer is your built-in filter. Boomer Naturals donates one face cover for every order to nonprofits and charities, helping tens of thousands of Americans in need. Order today at BoomerNaturals.com. Use promo code WARRADIO20 at checkout and save 20%. That's promo code WARRADIO20. Boomer Naturals, your source for in-stock face covers. A massive explosion hit a port area in Lebanon's capital city of Beirut, causing widespread damage in nearby neighborhoods. Hundreds of injuries have been reported and dozens are feared to be dead. More Americans are looking to buy guns lately. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes has the details. Between the coronavirus pandemic and protests turning to riots in the streets of many cities, gun sales are setting records. CNN reports the FBI completed nearly 4 million firearm background checks in June, the highest ever recorded in a single month since the FBI system was put in place in 1998. The agency performed over 17 million between March and July, and that number was 12 million over the same period last year. The Indy 500 announcing fans will not be allowed to watch the race in person later this month. The 104th running of the Great American Race set for August 23rd. You're listening to USA Radio News. Have you heard the big news? Vent Boutique Las Vegas has new owners. The blowout bar you have loved the past few years has reopened and is even better than before. Now it's a full-service salon specializing in blowouts. You can now get a color and a cut with your blowouts. Same great locations in downtown Summerlin and Henderson, off of Green Valley Parkway and Horizon Ridge. Check out all they have to offer at sparklesbeautybars.com. That's sparklesbeautybars.com. Let your best hair day be every day. Green Spring Golf Course, open year-round, is only two hours away and 10 degrees cooler. Just north of St. George, right off of I-15, Green Spring Golf Course is located in beautiful Washington, Utah. This amazing best of southern Utah golf course is well-maintained with awesome mountain and canyon views. You'll enjoy the friendly staff, too. 18 holes start at just $34, plus tournaments and leagues fill the calendar at Green Spring. Call 435-673-PUTT to make your reservations. Check them out online at golfgreenspring.com. 
If you have or ever intend on making real estate transactions that involve mortgages, or if you simply want to learn more about real estate and mortgages in Nevada, make sure you clear Friday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. I'm Brian Feldman, and along with Louis Galindo, one of the most successful mortgage loan originators in the state, I will be hosting Rent It, Buy It, Refi It, the most comprehensive, informative, and interactive mortgage real estate show in Las Vegas. Fridays from 6 to 7 p.m. If you have a roof over your head, don't miss this show. The Facebook Live Show is changing times. We'll still see you on Fridays, but now we'll be on from 12 to 1 p.m. Come spend your lunch hour with Danny and Brady each and every Friday for shopping, games, prizes, and all-around silliness on the Facebook Live Show. You can follow us on Facebook at KSHP Vegas so you won't miss notifications when we go live. Tell your friends about the show so they can join in on the savings each week. The Facebook Live Show is a fun and unique way to shop and is in association with the world-famous radio shopping show. Come on over and join us Fridays at 12 p.m. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. It's the free monthly magazine. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. Hi, everybody. John the announcer here. And, oh, yeah, do we got a cool show on tap. Up first, pastor, speaker, writer, author, podcaster, broadcaster, Sam Collier is here. Then, at the bottom of the hour, we join comedy ventriloquist Jim Barber. But first, we bring on the host. Here is comedy, comic impressionist Rich Natoli. Comedy, but comedy impressionist, too. Uh, yeah. oh, that'll work. You know, I said comic uh, comic ventriloquist as, <laughs> I know, as, I as know. opposed to Shakespearean ventriloquist. I know, uh, and he's a, he's a great ventriloquist. We oh, he is. I, I've seen him on TV many, many times. Yeah, he did Letterman, too. He did Letterman. Didn't um, yeah, nice. Uh, so we got Sam Collier first up. Uh, I got his book right here in front of me. Uh, it's a great book. It's called A Greater Story. Hi, Sam. How are you, Rich? We, we, How's everything going? Oh, it's all going. It's all going. You know, things are still a little closed down here in Vegas. They opened up the uh, hotels, but a lot of the shows were not back yet. So just uh, trying to get through all this, you know. That's interesting. I heard Vegas is like kind of a ghost town a little bit right now. It, it's surreal. You know, it's like I was down on the strip and I was going, I've never, you know, this guy, this guy actually walked up to me and goes, where can I get a drink in this town? And I said, boy, I never thought I'd hear that in Vegas. Wow. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, you have such an interesting story. You know, I was reading your bio and, and what, what city are you in right now? Man, I am in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, you're in Atlanta. Great town. Okay, so you're in Atlanta. Yeah. So your story is, is amazing. And, um, you you know, you, you were adopted. Uh, you were put up for adoption with your twin sister, right? Yeah, yeah, from so, birth. Yeah, so tell us. Tell, take us through that a little bit um, of your journey there because the, the audience is going to be fascinated with, with that and how you reunited and, and so forth. Yeah, 100%. I, um, you know, my mother was 21 when she had us. Mm-hmm. She had three kids already. That makes five kids age 21 and in extreme poverty. And our father was on drugs and some other things. And we actually, we actually lost him from COVID-19 um, a couple months ago. Uh, oh, wow. um, he, uh, he was in uh, the hotbed of New York City. And he had diabetes at the time and, and left the hospital to actually go and get drugs and, 
and contracted COVID-19. And I tell you, I share that part of the story to just kind of give you context into uh, what the substance abuse kind of was like when my mother had me and my twin sister. And so he had left the picture. Well, here she is in the hospital um, having to make a decision. Do I raise them in poverty or do I give them up for adoption? She gave us up for adoption. Many people ask me lately, you know, uh, how, did, how did it feel to be abandoned? And I said, oh, I was abandoned. because <laughs> I never even noticed it because we got adopted by a lovely couple, African-American couple that had met in Washington, D.C., uh, kind of for the first time, and both of them were in the middle of a divorce, had never given their life to Christ before, and they met and gave their life to Christ. My dad, who adopted us, um, was 50 at the time, and found out my mother couldn't have kids after they got married, and then came down to Augusta, Georgia, where we had been given up for adoption two months prior, and they came to adopt us. And when they went over to our crib... The lady who was running the adoption agency said, you don't want to adopt them. Where they come from, they're probably not going to be much. Wow, really? Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, honestly, if, I don't want to go here, but I think... No, but you were so small. Was, how, could they, how could they make a... How could somebody make a statement like that? Well, you were a baby, right? I mean, you were... How, how old were you when he, she said that? Yeah, we... I mean, we... Maybe two, with two months, and oh, gosh. she said that because, and I, and I don't want to go here, but I will. You know, I think she she was a white woman in the South at that time, and she also said because of where we came from, crack addiction, poverty, that you know we, we probably wouldn't be much. And and so my parents, I don't know if you've seen the movie War Room before. Mm-hmm. The Kendrick Brothers had a movie at one time. And, talks about this idea of a prayer closet, and they kind of formed it, what they would call yeah. their version of a prayer closet, yeah. and prayed that, you know, God, what would you have us do? And the Lord spoke to them, no, they will be okay. And they adopted us. Yeah. And they took us home. Long story short, just to kind of speed up to this incredible Steve Harvey moment, um, long story short, my sister got all A's from kindergarten up to 12th grade, became an industrial engineer, Spelman and Georgia Tech grad. And, you know, I'm on the radio with you in Vegas. Yeah. And I feel like... <laughs> You're doing fine, Sam. <laughs> right. I feel like I made it. I mean, when do you get on the radio in Vegas, right? From Atlanta. <laughs> you know? And sometimes it takes COVID-19. Am I right? That's right. <laughs> so, so, no, yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know, isn't society funny how they judge people how they prejudge, uh, you know, every celebrity that I've talked to has a story of somebody that said discouraging things at some point in their life, you know, and, and, and it's, you know, it's the old thing. People don't determine your destiny. God does. Come on. Come on. And, and, and that's the idea of the book, right? Right. It's the idea that no matter what your situation is, no matter what people have said about you, no matter how many people have written you off, no matter how, you, how your life starts, at the end of the day, with the power of God, He can rewrite your story. Right. That there is a greater story available for all of us. And can I say this? And even in the middle of COVID-19... That's right. And, and, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, no, and, and, and I was going to say, and don't you think, you know, when you, we look at everything that's happened with this whole COVID-19 uh, pandemic and so forth, there's going to be good things that come out of this. There's a lot of wake up calls that this thing was uh, was supposed to be meant for. Do you think? Well, here's the deal. You know, I always say this. I don't believe that God is the author of darkness. or some of the confusion that we find ourselves in. I don't think he gives people cancer. I don't think he gives people AIDS. I don't think he creates national tragedies. However, 
I do think he uses them. Right, right. And I think that's your point. I think you're saying, yeah. you know, I think that God is going to use this moment and this time to get a lot of things out of us. And can I be honest, I have so many friends, so many believers that have overcome certain things uh, just because they've been at home. So many marriages that have been strengthened. So many families that have created memories like never before. You know, this, this pandemic and the idea of isolation really does force you to deal with the things that are around you or that are within you that you've been running away from for a long time. Exactly. And, and I think that's, that's your point. I've already seen God do it. And can I say this? Yeah. There will be businesses that will be launched from this because people finally have the time to sit down and get the idea out. Books that will be written, albums that will be recorded. God is doing a great work. Oh, I wrote, my, my friend and I wrote a whole faith-based movie during this whole time. <laughs> So yeah, we got the whole screenplay. It's all done, and uh, and I'm trying to get a a friend of mine, a producer who produces those movies, to produce it, and she really loves it. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, I think that yeah, you're right. See, it it gives you the time to to channel and to say, okay, what did I always want to do? What can I now? I have the time to do it because everything is stopped. It's like the 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 world stopped. Okay, well, you don't have to stop because the world stopped. And one hundred percent. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. No, go ahead. And, and the other and the other thing that I was saying is like it, it it will this thing has turned some people to God that wouldn't have normally come to God because they're experiencing hard times, right? One hundred percent. Um, you know, a lot yeah, I love that you brought that up because what that brings to my mind is um the hardship that many of us have faced during this season. You know, as I told you, I lost my biological father. Uh, weeks after that, I lost my aunt and my uncle. My uncle died first, and then she died a week later. And, you know, I'm, I, I do a lot of preaching, and so I was doing the funeral live on Zoom. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and it, it, it was incredible. I mean, the, the sorrow and the mourning, I mean, back-to-back losses, you know, I, I told you I, I haven't had the opportunity to meet my... I didn't have the opportunity to meet my biological father. I talked to him twice. But, you know, when he passed away, there, there, there still was something there that felt like something was missing, right? Or not missing, but that we lost something. It was kind of like Veterans Day, kind of when you stand up and... Right, you, right, <laughs> right. The veterans. And, and, and I think, you know, in that moment, I had a choice because not only did my family passed, some of them, but also we were dealing with the economic terms in America based on COVID-19, in, in, entire industries shutting down. We, I, haven't, I, mean, I haven't preached a sermon in a church, and I can tell you how long. And right. so with that being said, I could have crumbled under the weight and the pressure that COVID-19 has brought, or I could have mourned, and while I was mourning, still had the opportunity to decide that God still could do great things. Yeah, exactly. 100% correct. We're talking to Sam Collier. Uh, he's a speaker, pastor, and writer, and a, and a podcast uh, TV host and radio host, and his book is called A Greater Story. You can pick that up on Amazon. we got to take a quick break. we got more to talk about with Sam Collier right after this. Oh, yeah. Folks, you're tuned to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. Learn more about The Vegas Voice at The Vegas Voice Stick around. Sam, Rich, and I return following these brief messages. 
Coronado Heights Senior Living is a premier state-of-the-art assisted living and memory care located in Las Vegas, Nevada, offering a variety of services from excellent care, modern amenities, and a fine dining experience your loved one will enjoy on a daily basis. Contact Coronado Heights Senior Living today at 725-200-3300 for a complimentary luncheon tour. Discover what makes Coronado the best in assisted living and memory care. Two of the most common minerals found in the cells of your body are magnesium and potassium. When these minerals are deficient, your muscles can't relax properly, and that's why cramping occurs. And if you can't relax, you don't get restful sleep. Introducing Relax, a new and exciting product of Angstrom Minerals by Elemental Research. Relax is a blend of the potassium and magnesium your body needs in a simple, cell-ready liquid formula. You could eat bananas and greens all day long and still not get the benefits of Relax. See Relax and the full line of Angstrom Minerals at ElementalResearchInc.com. And we are back. This is the Vegas Voice. Now, here again, the host, comic impressionist, Rich Natoli. We are back talking to uh, speaker, TV, and podcast uh, host uh, and writer Sam Collier, who's the author of a great book that Steve Harvey says it is an incredible story. And it really is, folks. I read his bio, and it's called A Greater Story, and you can pick it up on Amazon.com, A Greater Story. Uh, Is it available on a website, too, Sam? If you go to agreaterstory.org, not .com, but .org, it'll pop up. And then also if you go to Google and just type in Sam Collier, A Greater Story, the site will pop up as well. Yeah. And Don, what do you want people to take away from this book overall? What would you say? Yeah. I think at the end of the day, especially if, because we're in the middle of COVID-19 and, a, and an upturn in our world, but that, that, that doesn't matter how dark your situation in God can still do the miraculous. And God still can take a mess and turn it into a miracle. And so I, I want people to have hope in this season that no matter what happens or doesn't happen, with the power of God, you can overcome. Yeah, because sometimes God shows, shows, uh, shows up, but we don't realize it till later, right? 100%. You know, I, I'll, I always say this. Um, the story about Jesus in the boat with the disciples and the storm breaks out. Yeah. is an amazing story because he's asleep. Yeah. And <laughs> as, Jesus, as Jesus is asleep, a storm breaks out and the disciples are freaking out. That's a phenomenal parallel to where we are today. Yeah. I don't know how anybody would be. I, I don't think I'd be nervous at all. Jesus is on the boat. You're fine. <laughs> 100. And you know, and, and, and that makes so much sense, right? It, it, when we read it, but yet when we experience a storm ourselves. Yeah. It's, we, it's, some, we somehow forget that he's still in the boat. Yeah. And, 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 and do, you, do you think overall people just have a problem letting go and trusting that God's, what God's plan is for their life? One hundred percent. It's a control thing, right? Yeah, I think that was the problem with the disciples. I think in the boat, they wake Jesus up in a panic, and he says to them, "Listen to what he doesn't say. What he doesn't say is, are you okay?' (laughs) Right. What 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 he says is, "Oh, ye of little faith." And I think the point that Jesus is trying to make in the boat is the same point point that he's trying to make to us, even in this season, that because I'm in the boat with you, you will be okay. 
and you will make it through. And I think for us, we have to have the faith in that. The disciples struggle with the faith aspect of Jesus, the Messiah sitting next to them. They could see him. Yeah. We can't see him. And, and you know, so, and, and, and obviously we're still struggling. So that, that, that's one of, I think that's the point of, of this season, that people just have a hard time trusting even though they know God is with them. Yeah, so now when people feel like God has abandoned them, what would you say to them? Yeah, I would say, remember, he's in the boat, and if he's in the boat, um, he's going to calm the storm. And if he, does, if he doesn't calm the storm, he'll give you the strength to make it through the storm. Um, I, I love uh, when we talk about, you know, I, I used you know, and I used to do a lot of worship leading in churches around kind of the, the country. And one of the things that we uh, often found ourselves saying was, you know, uh, calling on God, you know, God, would you come on, show up, you know, bring your presence in the room. And the reality is we had to switch our language to make me more aware of your presence because he was already with And I, But I think for us, because we can't feel, and I'm going to get a little deep when I say this, his manifested presence all of the time, uh, sometimes God gets quiet, we feel like he's left us, and we feel, oh God, be with us, be with us, and the reality is he is with us. He, he, he came down, and he's dealing with us, he came down since Jesus ascended. When Jesus ascended, he left the Holy Spirit that would be with us always. When we give our life to Christ, the Bible says that he, starts, he inhabits our hearts. He comes inside of us. So he is always with us, whether we can tangibly feel him or not. And I would just tell people to stay encouraged. I got, I, I'm going to have to tell you, my. I'm going to have to get your number, because I'm going to have to tell you the amazing butterfly story of what happened. Um, it's an amazing spiritual story that had a butterfly involved in it. It was amazing. Um, and when I, and, and in the natural, it would be impossible for this to have happened the way it did. So, But we'll, we could talk about it. Uh, but um, yeah, so now um, the book, we're talking to Sam Collier. He's the author of a great book called A Greater Story. And his story is fascinating. Now, when you went on the Steve Harvey show, how, how did that come about where you got reunited with, uh, with your, uh, your natural uh, birth uh, parents? Were they both there at the time? Yeah, I um no, as I said, you know, I've never been able to meet my biological father, but my my mother was there, and also my three brothers and sisters. But the way that came about is my adoptive dad, who you know, the one that adopted us anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when they said don't adopt them, he raised us, and after we had some years on us, as he would say. Um, he sat us down during NFL football. That's a little tradition we had in our household called you know NFL football on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And we were watching, and in the middle of the game, he breaks out and says, "You need to go find your parents. The time is now." We were like, "What?" You know? And uh, he's like, "This is the moment." And then he said, "And another thing, I was watching Steve Harvey the other day, and the Lord told me that Steve Harvey was going to help you do it." And I said, "You've lost your mind." <laughs> Wow. I thought he lost his mind. I, I got up and walked out, and this is a true story. Yeah. I find out my twin sister writes into the show two weeks later because he convinced her to. Yeah. And I asked her why she did that, and she said, well, they're not going to call us back. So a year goes by, and they call us. And let me tell you this. What's crazy about this story is that when they call us, uh, Dorothy is the one that's on the phone. She had just been hired at the Steve Harvey show a week before, and this this was the first opportunity for her to do a story. A hundred stories on her desk, ours was the top story. 
Wow. On the on the on the stack of a hundred papers. Wow. And so and so she says, We think we can help you do it. In other words, so then they fly us up to Chicago when Steve was filming in the Oprah studio and they said, Hey, we didn't find anybody, but we want to bring you on the show. we want to bring you on the show to make a plea that maybe one day your your biological family would show up. We go to commercial break, we come back after commercial break and Steve Harvey says Hey, I know we told you we didn't find anybody, but that's not the case. Oh, wow. Your biological mother is here. Eleanor, come on out. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Did you just freak? Well, if you get a moment to watch, we talk about movies, right? I mean, yeah. If you get a moment to watch the real life movie, you know, go to, and it's not a movie, but you can type in Sam Collier and Steve Harvey on Google and it'll come up. When she walks out, I just put my head down. And I put my head down because I said, you know, my sister's crying. And I said in that moment to myself, I should probably be, I should probably be crying. And so, but I wasn't because I was in shock. So then I put my head down. I said, because at least they're going to think I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and so yeah. as my head is down, I am sorting through a hundred different emotions at one time. And I hear the audible voice of God say to me, snap out of it. You're on national television. <laughs> wow you know and he said yeah yeah go ahead, go ahead. no 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 go, go ahead go ahead well no, the last thing i was gonna say was and you know and, and the last thing he said to me was that your biological mother is here you need to embrace her and i looked up and i embraced her that's all wow so well you know the strange uh irony here because um, joel osteen had told a story about steve harvey when steve harvey was a little kid and the teacher said you know, said they, they, I guess they were made to write out what their what they wanted their careers to be when they grew up, and he put that he wanted to be on TV. And the teacher said, in front of the whole class, "Well, why would you think you could be on TV? Is anybody in your family on TV? No. Have you ever been on TV? No. Have you known anybody that's been on TV? No. So why would you think you could ever be on TV? And and look what happened, right? <laughs> right. So even they even did that to Steve Harvey, Sam. <laughs> Wow, that's you know, what I mean. And, yeah, but 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 it goes back to your point and to the point of this whole book and this whole story and this whole moment is that with the power of God, you know, you can rise above anything spoken against you, or that never happened in your family. New realities can be created, and that's what I want people to know. And, and the reason, let me tell you, why I'm so passionate about this. I'm so passionate about this because many of us have been taught in the church over the years that God still can't do it. And it's because I think for years it's been abused. You know, when you talk about the idea of the prosperity gospel and all these other things, it's like, well, well, let's just, you know, God. I mean, I, I mean, he's he's kind of managing our things. But but I think we we've lost the idea that God is still alive, right? And He still wants great things for us, and He wants our lives to grow within His will. Now that's the caveat, right? Within His will. But I think even in His will, I mean, He has a mandate that the kingdom would spread. So he needs it to grow. That's why he releases resources into all of our hands. I'll give you one story and I'm done. I'll give you one story and no, I'm done. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I have a friend out in Africa. You know, people talk about the idea that, well, God only does that for Americans. Right? <laughs> That's what they, because there was American Christianity. Right. right? Because you got resources. Right. Well, I got a friend out in Nairobi, outside of Nairobi, Kenya. He grew up in a hut. In a hut. In the lowest part of the world he had to walk two miles to get water extreme what am i extreme poverty you haven't seen poverty like this and 
now he's he runs one of the largest nonprofits in Nairobi. Wow. He's got 200 staff members. Yeah. And I, I asked him the question. I said, man, what was the difference between you and your eight brothers and sisters? He said, there was no magic person that came and rescued me. The difference was that I gave my life to Christ, and can we go back to Steve? And I believed that God had more for me. Right. And God met him at his level of belief. So I just want everybody out there to know that God can do it. Yeah. Well, you know the story of Danny Thomas, right? The founder of St. Jude Hospital? Mm-mm. Well, Danny Thomas, was he was a struggling comedy uh, performer and actor, and he couldn't. He was struggling for a long time. So one night he went into the, the, the St. Jude Church, and he, he was praying, and he was asking God that, you know, if you will help me, I will do something great. I will do something great to give back. I'll do something on a big scale, but I need you to help me because I can't do this, blah, 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 right? And wow. then he, his career took off right after that, out of nowhere. And then he founded the St. Jude Hospital. Unbelievable. And so, you see? The, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, but that's the message. Is like, but, I, but And I think, and we talk a lot about this in the book, that when, when, when the stars align, Things change. And, and when I talk about the stars aligning, when you get in the will of God, He will always increase what He wills. Right. That's right. The problem with many of us is we're, you know, and I love a mentor of mine that always told me, we keep trying to get God to get in our story instead of jumping in His. Right. That's a great when, way, yeah. You know, it, it, we, oh, God, I got this vision, I got this business, I have this. Increase it, bless it, do this, or I, I want to do this over here, and I want to. And God's like, "Hey, I, I want to bless you, and I want to be with you, but you got to get in my story." <laughs> right? That's right. Like, That's if, right. If you can, if you get in my story, I'll take care of you. But if, if the moment you jump out, and the moment you try to make me do something that you want me to do because you think that's what I'm supposed to do. It's never going to work. And many times, God, God will close the doors. And to your point, you asked, we talked about this in the beginning, God will bring us to our lowest so that he can get our attention to get us back on track. Exactly. The book is called A Greater Story. Sam Collier, an amazing read. Pick it up at Amazon.com and also uh, greaterstory.org. You could get the book. Sam Collier, A Greater Story. Sam, thank you so much, buddy. Come back again sometime, will you? Rich, you are the man. Love to talk to you. Tell your publicist to to send me your number because I want to talk to you. Hey, I want to know about that movie. Come on. Oh, I'll tell you everything, man. Give me a call. I'll tell your publicist to give me your number. All right, Sam Collier. We'll be right back right after this. Thank you, bro. Direct from the Vegas Voice Radio Studio, it's the Vegas Voice Scams, Schemes, and Senior Safety. Everything you need to know to avoid becoming a target of elder scams. Now, here's your host, the publisher of The Vegas Voice, Dan Roberts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another segment of Scam, Schemes, and Senior Safety. I'm Dan Roberts, and our Vegas Voice goal is to inform you of all the bad stuff that surrounds our lives when we answer the telephone or reply to emails. I'm doing everything to protect myself and my loved ones from the coronavirus. And I hope you are too. But while you're protecting yourself, the bad guys are out there with their latest scams and schemes. And their scams are everywhere regarding the pandemic. 
from fake medical test kits to receiving that federal stimulus check. Be prepared for a number of future unsolicited telephone calls and emails, all playing on your fears. We'll have specific details in future segments, but every, and I mean every, upcoming scam and scheme can be stopped if you use a little common sense and think. Some person on the phone discussing the coronavirus? Ask yourself these three simple questions. One, who is the message from? Does that person properly identify himself or herself? Check your caller ID, or better yet, ask for the phone number so you can call them back. If need be, tell them that your grandchild is crying, or the dog has to go out, or any excuse you can come up with. If the person doesn't want you to hang up or won't give you a phone number, it's a scam. End of story. Two, what do they want? No matter how good it sounds or how well-intentioned it may be, always remember our Vegas Voice Scams number one rule and rules two, three, four, and five. Never, never, never give him or her money. Never, never, never. And that goes double for personal information. Under no circumstance do you disclose your bank account number, your social security number, or even your date of birth. Ever, ever, ever. And finally, point number three. What evidence supports their message? Can you fact check what is being claimed? Talk to someone, a neighbor, a friend, or a family member to either verify or debunk what you are being told. And for the love of God, please don't tell me it has to be true since you read it on the internet. By the way, if that caller urges or pressures you to do what he wants now, it's a scam. Always, always, always. So once again, what should you do when you get that email or telephone call? The answer is easy. Delete that email, and if by telephone, hang up the phone, hang up the phone, and hang up the phone. We'll have more scams in future segments. Until then, this is Dan Roberts for Vegas Voice Scam Schemes and Senior Safety, hoping that everyone stays safe, be smart, and to always slam those scams. Welcome back to the Vegas Voice. Now, here again, the host, comic impressionist, Rich Natoli. We are back. We are joined by a comedy ventriloquist from Branson, Missouri. My friend Jim Barber is here. Hi, Jim. Hey, can you see my lips moving? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, John, Jim did Letterman. He does a brilliant bit where he becomes the <laughs> dummy. Did you see him do that bit? I have. I've, I've seen him on TV many times. How'd you come up with that bit, Jim? Oh, well, this is the truth. It was a bad dream I had one night, and uh, I dreamed I was uh, sitting in the audience at a David Copperfield show, and David walked out on stage with a ventriloquist dummy, and the dummy grew big, and David got small, and I woke up screaming, and I thought, oh, what a weird dream, and I thought, oh, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool if I could do that, but that's that's David Copperfield's idea. I can't steal his material, and then I thought, wait a minute, it was my dream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mine. So... So then I came up with the character, but uh, that's the truth. Isn't that story. weird how you do dream? We do dream bits and stuff like that. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah. 
And, uh, and just before I came on the radio show, I almost hung up the phone because Dan Roberts <laughs> was telling me this was a scheme. So. <laughs> you thought you were calling a scam show. Hang up the phone, right. hang up the phone. Oh, oh, my gosh. So now, okay, so you've been in Branson for a long time. How, uh, now, right, are the shows going right now? Uh, some of the shows are going. Some of them are actually going. I mean, it's it's a tough year, as you know. Well, everyone, and, yeah. uh, you know, this, uh, this COVID virus has just pulled the rug out from all of uh, the whole entertainment industry is just... Uh, you know, it's something that nobody saw coming, and uh, we're all just trying to make the best of it. Yeah. So now, what? Um, now, you because you had your own theater for a long time there, right? Yes. I uh, I first came here in the mid '90s with Glenn Campbell, mm-hmm. and I opened for Glenn for three years. We had the Good Time Show, and it was a wonderful time. And and then over the years, I worked with Tony Orlando and and the Osmonds and uh, different. Different acts. I uh, got to know all the people, Andy Williams, Jim Stafford, you know, they, they all lived here in town. And, and that, that was kind of the heyday of, of the Branson Theater. We had lots of 2,000-seat theaters that would sell out two or three times a day. And uh, then I went away uh, for a couple of years at the end of the, the 90s, and I came back in 2000, and, and uh, things were starting to change. We had a lot of new uh, attractions building in Branson and other things for people to do and zip lines and all kinds of things. So the tourists kept coming, but there were so many things for people to do that the theater started seeing a little decline. And, uh, but yet we had, you know, over a hundred shows at that time. And, and uh, it was really a kind of an oversaturated market today. We don't have as, as many shows uh, or as many theaters, and I think the numbers are better, uh, but yet uh, with the social distance seating that all of the theaters are required to put in right now, uh, it's 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 a lot harder to make your your money and pay your your staff. Yeah. So how are they doing that with the seating? Um, how how far apart are they seating people? Well, there's supposed to be like a six foot distance between every little group. Like if you come in with your family, you're considered a group of people. So they try to put. Uh, at least two seats between you and the next people, and then try to block out every other row so that leaves about a two foot uh, two seat distance between you in every direction and that 's what most of the theaters have been doing and it 's a bit of a challenge because their ticketing system may not have that feature built in, so you 've got to go in and actually block seats and move seats around and uh, some theaters will tape off the seats or, or Set, you know, put a little sign on them that this seat needs to re- remain empty. And then what we've been seeing is when the show starts, some people actually just get up and they move right down and they're not worried about it. And uh, so uh, it's, it's a tough thing for a business because you don't want to uh, discourage your patrons from coming in, but you also uh, don't want anyone to get sick in your theater and say that, they got COVID at your show, you know. Yeah. Now, do and, they do uh, they do they check temperatures at the door and stuff? Now, are they doing that? Uh, a lot of the theaters are doing that. A yeah. lot of them are just ask if you're you've been ill or have a yeah. fever. Some of them actually do uh, put the little gun thermometer to your head, which yeah. to me looks absolutely horrifying every show. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and uh, it it takes longer to get people in. Some of them seat from the front to the back, so. They'll put the front people in and then go to the back, and then at the end of the show, they'll let them come out from the back to the front, and and you've got to constantly be cleaning and clean, wipe down the seats between shows, and 
uh, have hand sanitizer available and remind people to wash their hands. And there's just a lot of things that, you know, things that probably are smart to do anyway, but it's to excess, you know. I mean, well, so whoever, we thought, have, whoever thought Howie Mandel would have had it right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Howie is a mind reader. He, he's a <laughs> prognosticator. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny because when I worked with him back in the day, back in the comedy clubs, I worked with him on a lot of different dates and stuff. And uh, and he 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 would shake your hand and you know he wasn't he wasn't a germaphobe and then I'd seen him like I guess fifteen years later I ran up to him and he he didn't he didn't shake anybody's hand anymore and I'm like what <laughs> what happened in the course of me working with you to now but now it's everybody's a germaphobe you know yeah and we're all wearing rubber gloves on our head we're wearing Amazing. rubber no. gloves on our head <laughs> and uh, but I don't understand I don't understand why why like airlines and and the, the the airports with the kiosks and everything, why they weren't wiping those things down to begin with? It would have cut colds and flus down too, right? Well, I guess you know. Hey, I'm a comedian. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I play one on TV. You play one but... on TV. <laughs> you play one in Branson. So now, how many theaters are in Branson right now that are that are actually active? Um, I think we're about forty five. 45 venues. Um, we have some some restaurants that have entertainment in it, and we have uh, different theaters that are separate theaters, and we have you know some that are huge, like the Sight and Sound Theater. Uh, they seat over 2,000 people, and they still sell extremely well. They do well. It's a Broadway style uh, show about they bring the Bible, Bible stories to life, and they really are. Uh, multi-million dollar productions that's so we've got that on one extreme and then we've got uh you know people on a small stage singing the karaoke tracks on the other extreme uh doing a tribute show so we've got all kinds of entertainment it's not mostly country most people think that branson's all country but actually we have fewer country shows than other styles of shows and uh, we've got uh, Yakov Smirnoff is here doing comedy, uh, and we've got Jim Stafford who still comes in and performs. Uh, we have uh, Barry Clay Williams. Cooper, Barry know. Williams there. Barry Barry lives here. Uh, he's not performing here right now, but he he does have his home here, and recently was married, and so he just loves the area. That's the thing about Branson. The the lifestyle here is so wonderful. Entertainers come in and they hate to leave. You know they they. Uh, uh, because we've got uh, three wonderful lakes for great fishing and boating. We've got uh, you know pretty mild weather year-round, and uh, it's right in the heart of the country, and so it's within driving distance of most of the country, and um, it, it's really a great, safe place to raise your families. And, um, you know, I, I spent 10 years on the road doing the college circuit before I came to Branson, and uh, it, it sure was nice to be able to, you know, have my own bed every night to lay down in and, and not have to live out of a suitcase. And so, um, you know, Branson, I've, I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere else in my life now, which is hard to believe. But um, but I have enjoyed it, and I've done a lot of different things in this town, um, not just performing. You know, it's it's uh, really become a home for me. What, what other stuff do you do there besides you, besides performing? Well, currently, are you I a am, politician uh, right? now? Are you a politician? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It's just incredible, fantastic. You know, um, <laughs> I do a little Donald Trump. By the way, I, I'm not the impressionist that you are, but all, all my life, a bunch I've been of told, the people are a bunch of losers. They'll never be winners. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's thousands of people outside the walls. Believe me, there, there, there's thousands of people right outside the building. But you're doing um, a fantastic job, a fantastic job. That's right. <laughs> and uh, We're doing dueling Trumps, folks. You know, there's a Jim Barber running for state senate in New York. There's a, did you I know did that? I did hear about that, yeah. Yeah, I did hear about that, yeah. Yeah, so... If things don't work out here, I'll just step into his role, maybe. <laughs> now, how is uh, but how is that Yakov Smirnov, the comedian from Russia? Yakov. How's oh, he doing? Yakov, he's doing fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Yakov, you know, Yakov is a very creative uh, person and a good businessman, and he he always kind of sees what's coming, and he, he works his way to make the best of it. And so... Yeah. He uh, he actually has a very large 2,000 seat theater that he owns here in town, but he saw what was coming with the COVID, and so he he uh, shut down that theater, and he's actually leasing a smaller theater up on the strip, mm-hmm. and doing his own show this year, and he's uh, filling it out. And uh, but uh, Yakov's here. Tony Orlando lives here in town as well, but Tony only performs here occasionally. He's touring all the time, of course, but. Um, yeah, I keep seeing I just, him I here. I was talking to him not too long ago at, at the Dennis Bono show when I, I did that show. He, Tony was back, was doing it too. And he, I was talking to him and I said, do you like being on the road? He goes, oh, I love being on the road. So he, he likes yeah. just, he likes, like what oh, we were talking does. about, the living out of a suitcase, he likes it, he said. <laughs> he did, but I, you know, I saw him just uh, last week and he said, you know, most of his dates are on hold right now. There's, there's nothing going on. So he's been home and, uh, uh, but he, he's always told me I should run for mayor. That's, he keeps telling me that. You need to run for mayor, he says. And I tell him, you would well, win. Job, you would win, Jim. That, that job doesn't have a paycheck, though. The mayor in Branson doesn't get paid. So Oh, the mayor doesn't get paid? Do oh, the mayor doesn't. Well, no, no. You've got they to, get paid everywhere else. Why would they uh. not get paid? <laughs> yeah, they get paid under the table. No, they don't. That's not true. But, uh, <laughs> what about governor? I, I, what about the governor? of? You could be the governor of Missouri. Oh, really? Hmm, I didn't. You, you know, there's a road to the White House. <laughs> well, if unless, you ran, if you ran, if you ran and you're a ventriloquist and you're doing those bits on the news media, they would eat that up. They would you would get votes. Yeah, I, I think you're onto something there. I think I, I I'm might, telling you, that's a hook. I might look into that. Well, well, you know what it is. But OK, I'll, here's my philosophy, though, Jim. If you look at all the celebrities and all the performers that ever ran for office, Clint Eastwood became the mayor of Carmel. Uh, Ronald Reagan became the governor, then the president. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Trump was a celebrity. Everybody who's a celebrity that runs wins. Hmm. Uh, look at what's his well, name? The other guy. The other guy. Uh, that with the 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 guy from uh, Minnesota. What's his name? Uh, the the wrestler. Uh, Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Ventura. I yeah. was a, well, I, I was a Navy SEAL. I was the governor, and he ran and he won. Fred Grandy, uh, go. Fred Grandy, from, from, Gopher from Love Boat. He won too. See, yeah. Sonny Bono. Well, Sonny Bono. Think, there's another one. I think I think that people right. uh, feel like they know celebrities personally because they see them so much and so there's a trust factor that has built up i'm going to come there and and campaign for you i think you need to run i think i need to be your campaign manager (laughs) well do jesse that that's perfect that voice i used to work in minneapolis in a when i was in college i worked for a local talk show and jesse was on the show and that you nailed him that's just you know there was there was only two other elected officials that were considered (laughs) as macho as i was and that was arnold schwarzenegger and hillary clinton 
<laughs> I heard a little Ronald Reagan in there, I think. Well, I think if you go into Ronald Reagan, you've got to bob your head a little bit like that. See? Well, I had a yeah, field day when I had Rich Little on the show. We, he was in the studio here. We had a field day doing dueling Clintons and everything. You know? <laughs> oh, man. So now, well, you, what's next for you? What are you, what are you doing now? Well, what shows? Here's uh, what I've been doing. Yeah. I, my, my, my whole life took a big turn five years ago. I, I, uh, I had my own theater for 10 years, uh, Hamner Barber Variety Show, uh, Magic and Comedy. And, and at the end of 2013, I, I got out of that and I. Uh, I needed to make a change, and I did go out on the cruise ships. I was going to do three months, and it turned into a year, and I I just needed to get home. And so I, I uh, Dottie Colada, you know, Dottie Colada, Colasa, Colada, you know Dottie. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Florida? yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the cruise director on my last cruise and the cruise director on my very first cruise I ever did many, many years ago. But I, I knew I had to get out of uh, the, the cruises and get home and... Uh, so I, I told the agent not to book me any more dates. And when I got home, uh, I found out my wife had something. And I took a job as a marketing director for a resort here in town. That's my background is in marketing. And, and then uh, a couple weeks later, we realized she had stage four pancreatic cancer. And in three months, she was gone. And uh, my, my daughter was 14 at the time. And I couldn't be off doing shows every night. So I went full-time doing marketing out of my home studio so that I could be home to raise her. And uh, a couple years uh, later, the Arts Council here in town uh, hired me to develop a website for them. And then their executive director retired, and they twisted my arm. And so three, a little over three years ago, I became the executive director of the Branson Regional Arts Council. And so my office, I'm sitting in it right now, it's in an 84-year-old uh, historic theater downtown Branson. My office is up in the old projection booth area, <laughs> and uh, we have built an incredible community theater program and a youth education program where kids can come in, learn music, theater, singing, dance. Uh, we have voice lessons. We do fantastic musicals, Broadway style musicals with uh, local talent, adults, and youth. And uh, we've, we've been doing this for now for this is our third season, and it was growing and doing fantastic until the COVID hit in yeah. mid-March, and everything came to a halt. Yeah. And we we had to push our entire season into 2021. We've got one play that we were ready to open, The Odd Couple, the Neil Simon play, uh, will be opening here in the uh, first week of September. But uh, we've got to do social distancing, so we've got a 200-seat theater, but the most we can put in there is about 60 people with spacing. And uh, that isn't financially viable for the big musicals that we put on. So we're hoping that by February uh, we can get uh, a little bit back to normal, but some estimates and some people are thinking this could go on for another year yet. And uh, I don't know. You know, it's just it's a hard time for any nonprofit's uh, who are, are looking for funding, especially those in the entertainment field, who uh, anyone who relies on uh, events uh, to bring in a crowd. Um, you know, even outdoor events are being canceled this summer and fall. Uh, they just can't, you can't be around a group of people. And so um, these are the days where I, I should have listened to my dad when I was in high school and had that engineering degree to fall back on. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, who, nobody ever could have predicted what's going on now. Uh, it's uh, it's totally an, uh, an amazing 
Phenomenon, what's going on? We're talking to comedy ventriloquist Jim Barber from Branson, Missouri. we got to take a quick commercial break, Jim. We'll chat a little bit more when we come back with Jim Barber from Branson, Missouri. Folks, you're tuned to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. Stick around. Rich, Jim, and I return right after this. Coronado Heights Senior Living is a premier state-of-the-art assisted living and memory care located in Las Vegas, Nevada, offering a variety of services from excellent care, modern amenities, and a fine dining experience your loved one will enjoy on a daily basis. Contact Coronado Heights Senior Living today at 725-200-3300 for a complimentary lunch and tour. Discover what makes Coronado the best in assisted living and memory care. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. Welcome back. This is the Vegas Voice. Now, here again, the host, comic impressionist, Rich Natoli. How about that ventriloquist, Jim Barber? Isn't he something that I want to tell you? Right here, right here. I like a guy that can (laughs) rise above his material, but I want to tell you. So, Jim, you have a website you want to plug, buddy? Oh, well, let me send you to our uh, BransonArts.org. That, that's the uh, Branson Regional Arts Council. That shows all the events we've got going up. And, uh, you know, I, I have even done some ventriloquism things here at the theater. And, um, you know, the good news, I don't want it all sound, you know, to sound doom and gloom. Uh, the good news is I, I got remarried uh, two months ago. Oh, congratulations. Uh, I met, met a beautiful woman, and Melanie, and she's great, and we're a good partnership together. Uh, my daughter now is 19, uh, going away to college next week. Oh, my daughter's uh, and, going. My daughter's leaving so, for college next week, too. Wow. Where's she going to school? Amazing? Where's she going to go? Uh, she's she's going to go to John Brown University in Arkansas. It's about two hours away. Mm-hmm. So it's close enough, but yet far enough. You got and, close uh, away. My daughter's going to Florida State, so she's going across the country. So. Oh man! I know. <laughs> well, you get to go visit. You get to go visit her now. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's sad. It's kind of bittersweet, isn't it? They're going away to college. It's bittersweet. Uh, well, it, it's like uh, the house is going to suddenly get really quiet, and we're going to love it at first, I think. But then, uh, you know, we're going to be really anxious for them to come home for the holidays and and uh, spend that family time together. But um, it's you know, it's it's. Life is amazing, and you just have to embrace the ups and downs because we only get one shot on this planet, and, you know, we're going to all go through our our difficult times, but as long as we keep that smile, uh, stay positive, uh, even through the hard stuff, you know, I see so many creative things going on, people coming up with inventive things to do online and, and, uh, and new ways to promote the arts, and, and uh, you know, even though it's it's a challenging time financially for many organizations it's uh it it just really shows that people are good 
you know, at the bottom of their heart. And, and we all want to be happy and we want to, you know, uh, make our fellow man happy. And, and that's what I strive for. And, you know, I, I hope things are going well in Vegas. I, I assume you're having some of the same difficulties with, uh, you know, social distancing. And, yeah, and it's all it's all masking. stopped. Yeah, it's all stopped. Yeah. I mean, I do comedy in the in one of the the shows, the Elvis show in town, and and freelance other headlining. Get everything just stopped, and and so uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, well, they're saying I think they're saying October for the show's October 1 so it's been pushed back 3 3 times already so who knows yep. we just we're just waiting well, to see how it's all going to play but you know I, like like my guest Sam that we had on earlier we were talking about how there's a lot of good that'll come out of this whole thing you know too instead of uh instead of bad so it it'll it'll work itself out well it will but it it really helps to to talk through it with people um, because some people, uh, you know, feel like they're going through it alone. And, uh, you know, if you just remember that we're all going through it together, uh, you know, we can, we can help each other out. But, uh, I have good memories of, of Las Vegas. I, I, my first, one of my first comedy club gigs was at the uh, Riviera Comedy Club. Yeah. And I got to meet Steve Sharepa there when he was manager and, um, did a couple of variety shows at the Hilton and, uh, the Laughlin and uh, Tropicana with a really big shoe, which was a Ed Sullivan review show, and uh, a Squaga's Nugget and Sparks. I've worked many, many times there, uh, opening for uh, or following Bertha and Angel, the Elephant Act. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, there's a yeah. You know, it, everything will slowly get back it's going to take a while because we've never seen anything like this but it's it's going to be on the mend and uh much success jim i'll see you soon i'm going to take a trip out there uh hopefully next year and uh yeah we'll hang out good to see you rich rich Zatoli, the dr fauci of comedy how about that right jim barber here. isn't he something branson missouri but i want to tell you all right take care buddy jim barber ventriloquist from branson the dr fauci of comedy i'm totally <laughs> stealing dr. that fauci of comedy. <laughs> how about Thanks that dr fauci how about that dr fauci isn't he something <laughs> Folks, you've been listening to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. Rich and I do this every Tuesday morning at 11, and we love it when you come by and say hello. We know there's a lot of things you could be doing. The fact that you've chosen to spend a little time with us, it, it warms the cockles, if you will. And a reminder, KSHP shows are all available on all the major podcasting platforms. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast, Radiohead, the whole shebang. So search for KSHP on one of the platforms and you can listen to all the past shows, including this one here today. Two of the most common minerals found in the cells of your body are magnesium and potassium. When these minerals are deficient, your muscles can't relax properly, and that's why cramping occurs. And if you can't relax, you don't get restful sleep. Introducing Relax, a new and exciting product of Angstrom Minerals by Elemental Research. Relax is a blend of the potassium and magnesium your body needs in a simple, cell-ready liquid formula. You could eat bananas and greens all day long and still not get the benefits of Relax. See Relax and the full line of Angstrom Minerals at ElementalResearchInc.com.
Vegas Radio Shopping Show weekdays on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com.